We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right. You were listening to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash coming back from the break. Smash was rebuffed again. He wanted to come back with what What song did you want? Basketball Jones. <laughs> I got a basketball Jones. You guys nixed me again, man. I don't know how many times I've got to take a slap in the face before you guys realize I'm a young geriatric. Treat me as you would treat yourselves. Well, after the show, Dave's going to go look for some vinyl records, see if we can track down that song and be able to play that next week. Huh, Dave? I'll see if I can find it in a week's time. <laughs> an track or something. Uh, the NBA. I tell you what. I mean, I don't know what it is. Like I, I, I just haven't watched the NBA at all this year, and I know there's been... Uh, polls taken that you know viewership is down and you know 35 percent of people say they don't watch it anymore because of the the social justice yeah, movement right. the, the blm stuff but they keep doing i mean lebron james again this week comes yeah. out and and again i've talked about this a number of times when these incidents happen the the shooting in columbus is what i want to talk about okay i've seen the video i don't know if you've seen the video smash dave i did um the cops are responding to yeah. what appears to be some sort of like melee in a yeah, neighborhood. Right. It's, a, it's a, you know, uh, residential mm-hmm. neighborhood. There's a fight going on. And then a girl comes out of nowhere and she's, you know, if, when they slow it down, I've yep. seen the slow-mo. I mean, she's wielding a knife and yep. going to basically stab this other right. girl. And the cop unloads on her and shoots her multiple times and, and kills her. Okay. And, you know, instead of like, hey, let's wait until the facts come out, you know, LeBron James immediately tweets out, um, you know, a photo of the cop, which I think is just outrageous. Yeah. I mean, putting when you've got as millions of followers like LeBron James has to, to put out a photo uh, with the with the caption, you're next in all yeah, caps, right. hashtag accountability. Now, keep in mind, this shooting happened like 20 minutes before the, uh, verdict. the verdict in the Derek Chauvin case That's in Minnesota. Right. So, I mean, tensions are already high and you've got LeBron James, who has a tremendous platform yep. coming out and saying something like that. And I just... So, okay, two things there. One, all right, is that is that a justified shooting? I mean, I think if if you if you're a cop and you see somebody getting ready to stab mm-hmm. someone presumably to death, you yeah. know, potentially inflict deadly harm on yeah. them, don't I mean you have a responsibility to, protect, to use your firearm serve to protect, and protect that person. Yeah. Okay. So, he doesn't he obviously d- doesn't care about that, doesn't care whether the shooting was justified or not. Also, the the girl who could have been stabbed, I mean, I would assume she'd be pretty grateful that she wasn't stabbed. Right. I mean, I haven't talked to her. I don't know right. her, her situation. You ever been stabbed? Uh, no, I haven't. It hurts. Have you been stabbed? Yep. When was this? <laughs> when? We were playing out in the backyard, oh, and uh, we were throwing knives. And so, what? Yeah, throwing we, knives? We used to throw knives in the backyard at Target's. Okay. And uh, so, I don't know if it was a joke or what. I go to pull the knives. It's my turn to pull the knives out of the target. Uh-huh. And another knife comes and just kind of like grazes me in the under part of my arm here. Uh-huh. And uh, and I never got around knives again after that. Although I do have a knife collection. I love it. Okay. Well, <laughs> good to know. Um, well, I'd like to think if someone came at you with a knife, yeah. with, with a menacing uh, yeah. demeanor and a cop was there, they would do something to intervene. I now, would whether thank or not the cop for shooting shooting her to death was warranted. I don't I mean, I don't know what you do in that situation. Yeah. Other than I mean I police are trained to shoot, you know, shoot yeah. to kill, not to wound. So right. 
it's obviously a tragedy. Anytime someone dies in these situations, it's a tragedy. Um, but again, you have the media, you know, immediately I saw NPR, the headline was, you know, cop, you know, Columbus cop kills unarmed, yep. unarmed teenager. Yeah. Or no, what, no, it was, it was something along the lines of a uh, young teenager it left out the part mm-hmm. that she had a knife and all this right. stuff. And then you've got people like um, Valerie Jarrett, who used to be, you know, special counsel to President Obama. Um, she tweeted out, and this is just sort of mind boggling. She tweeted out, a black teenage girl named Makia Bryant was killed because a police officer immediately decided to shoot her multiple times in order to break up a knife fight. Demand accountability. Fight for justice. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. So, again, you're injecting race into a situation where there's no evidence on the the face of the incident that it was the cop was motivated by race to do what he did. I would have thought, and I don't know. I haven't seen. I, I saw the video, but I, I didn't hear the cop in the, this portion of the video. And sometimes videos are clipped and made shorter and or longer, depending on uh, the need for what needs to go out there. I did not see the cop say, "Drop your knife." Now, if he had said, "Drop your knife," I don't think then, there was time based yeah. on the video I saw. I don't, I don't see how he, you could he had to stop her. that. He had to stop her. She and you see the way she was wielding that knife. I mean, she was vicious. No, with it. I know. And, she and was again, vicious. I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know. You know, is there? Could she say this was my? I heard one person say that it was her house. It was her property. She was defending herself. Yeah. So you know, she was justified to for her to be using deadly force like that. I have no idea. But nobody knows. In the in the moments after these events happen, no one really knows. So it's completely irresponsible for somebody like LeBron James that has the platform that he does to come out. And tweet out a photo of the cop endangering yeah. his life. <clears throat> really, I mean, it, it's it's very uh, irresponsible, in my opinion, to do to do that. And he doesn't have the facts. And then he, you know, LeBron, he deleted his tweet. Yeah, because I think he realized he was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, and his response was, <clears throat> um, he tweeted out, "Anger doesn't do any of us any good, and that includes myself!" Exclamation point. Gathering all the facts and educating does, though! Exclamation point. My anger is still is here for what happened to that little girl. My sympathy for her family and may justice prevail! Exclamation point. Well, what about the girl who's going to get stabbed? Yeah, right. You think her family's not happy? Right. You think they? I mean, it's just I don't understand why LeBron feels the need to to get involved in these situations, and I do think it just continues to alienate people from wanting to watch the NBA and just people who just want to watch sports. People just want to watch sports. They want to. They yeah. want to get away from politics. Yeah. They want well, to get away from all the BS that's out in the world. LeBron Both is. Sides. LeBron is positioning himself for a future after basketball, and that future is in a political setting. And I'm not talking about him running. Okay. I'm talking about him having the clout to put people in positions. To be meaning, a kingmaker. Well, exactly right. So here's what I'm hoping. I hope that the Utah Jazz kick the L.A. Lakers' ass. In the NBA championships. That's all I'm saying. I used to be a huge Lakers fan, but LeBron, I thought, wow, this is going to be great watching LeBron. Uh, and LeBron's turning to an ass of sorts. Well, man. I heard, uh, I was listening to the Bernie show here on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com, yeah. and he was talking about, I guess, the NBA, Dave, maybe you can fill us in on this. They're they're allowing players to like just sit out a certain number of games yeah, right, per season. Right. And, he, you know, Kyrie Bernie, Irving was, did Bernie was, was griping about that and saying, you know, that's. It's not good for the fans. It's it's you know if you're, you're paying good money to either go to a game or watch a game yep. on you know wanting to watch a game on TV, um, you know you're gonna have your superstars sitting out just because 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 why I don't I don't understand. 
well, a lot of coaches and Greg Popovich with San Antonio was one of the first to popularize it. But a lot of coaches hold out their stars periodically for rest, right. especially if it's going to be a tough stretch or sometimes they're feeling confident enough that they know they can win without them. But the league has cracked down on it mm-hmm. after there was a notorious example where I think it was the Spurs in Miami when they had the big three and mm-hmm. they rested, you know, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard may have been out for that game too. And needless to say, it was still a very tight game, but nonetheless, the league wasn't happy and they find Greg Popovich in the Spurs. And there's still rules where if you're going to rest guys, you have to rest them at home. And yeah, cause that actually happened when I was in DC, I had uh, wizard season tickets up yeah. in the 400 level right and I split them with the coworker. And, mm-hmm. and I remember we did our little draft and I took a late season Miami heat game when LeBron was playing there and none of them played. Because it was like close to the playoffs. Yeah. And, I mean, I kind of understand that when it's closer sure. to the end of the season gear. But I was upset because I, you know, you wanted bought to see my, those guys. I, yeah, right. I bought yeah. season tickets. I wanted to see those guys play. Um, but yet to do it in the middle of the regular season, frankly, it's just kind of it's weak. I mean, these guys, it's you know, weak. Michael Jordan never did that. No. Larry Bird never did that. Right. But of course, look at how soon Larry Bird's career ended. And Michael Jordan needed to take two years off in the middle of his career because he arguably was burnt out. So there are pros and cons for both way. These coaches, these general managers are going to say, look, our one job is to win. And if you don't get to see LeBron or Tim Duncan or whomever play, then, you know, tough. Our job is to win. But obviously so, the NBA is a business and the commissioner can't just focus on the competitive side. I'll tell you what is cool. I know that, uh, I like I said, I really haven't followed the NBA. I did hear the other day that Brad Beals le- has been leading the league in Scoring, which is impressive, St. Louis guy. But are the Jazz the oh, yeah. are the Jazz the front runner in the West right now? Uh, I believe so. The Lakers and the Jazz. Yeah. And the Jazz still coached by uh, Our Quinn, Snyder. Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder, yeah. Mizzou, Mizzou legend. That is wild. Well, what a turnaround that guy's had. Fantastic. To go yeah. from basically Remember you know, yeah. just down and out to now. He had the hair, the... man. The girls oh, loved his hair. Man. I think a little too much. I think yeah. that was part <laughs> That's of the, possibly part of the was problem. Going right. I mean, Quinn Snyder was well-liked, you know, players, girlfriends of players. <laughs> I don't know. That. Am I am I wrong, Dave, if I call you instead of producer Dave, Dave the Savant? Because you know everything, man. I'm really, really impressed by you. You're kind of like Dustin Hoffman in <laughs> Urban Cowboy. wasn't that Urban well, Cowboy. Well, I also, I mean, yeah, Quinn that, uh, Snyder really Because took- Dave knows his stuff. He does. Quinn Snyder, I mean, really, Mizzou hasn't been as good as, I mean, I mean, during his run there, they were in a top five team for a little while. Can I ask you a question? Um, bro, that was him, Ricky Spalding, and Arthur Arthur Sir. Johnson. I mean, they had some. Sir, Kareem Rod. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Can I get Dave's answer before you continue? <laughs> oh! <laughs> the Dave and Smash Show coming at you. Brought to you by uh, Mark Milton, SPL Tax Lawyer. Go ahead, dude. That's great. Go ahead. So what do you got? Yeah, can I change your name? Is the question because you leave. are so smart to this stuff, man. Yeah, you can go ahead. I think you usually give me a new name or comparison every week <laughs> well, on the show Dave. now. All right, I just call you Dave. All right, listen to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash Broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios again, again. Be sure to check them out. Any of their three locations in person: Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville, one point two miles east of Clarkson Road. You won't find a better selection of. American-made furniture anywhere in the St. Louis region. Be sure to check out their new Flex Steel showrooms where you can customize whatever you need for your house, couches, uh, Amish-made furniture. Like I said, you, like we did, we got a dining room table made. Um, 
took a few weeks to get, but once we got it, man, is that thing beautiful. An heirloom piece, as yep. Nash likes to say. Exactly right. You can also shop online anytime at MillerFurniture.com. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R Furniture.com. Also, we gave a little shout-out to our, our buddy Andy Newbold in the first segment, but yeah. I want to give another shout-out to him. And First Bank Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, we refinanced with them uh, many months ago, and we couldn't have been happier with the process. Uh, very seamless. Uh, you know, it can be a pain to to, yeah. to apply for a new mortgage or to, right. to refinance, especially uh, being self-employed like I am uh, mm-hmm. presents additional uh, headaches. You know, if you're just a straight W-2, it can be a lot easier. But when you're, you know, a small business owner, it can be a little bit more of a challenge and, and basically held our hand through the process. And I, I can't say enough great things about Andy uh, and his, his whole team over there at First Bank Mortgage. You can email Andy directly at andy.newbold at fbol dot com again that's andy dot newbold at fbol dot com you can also text him you can text him or call him anytime his phone number three one four six six zero two 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 three again it's andy newbold with first bank mortgage three one four six six zero two 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 three we're gonna take a quick break uh when we come back we might let smash pick the comeback song um if he comes up with something that's available uh, via mp3 or cd um and not laser disc (laughs) or or vinyl vinyl records 45 laser disc that's a video never mind this is the mark milton show with the smash